Welcome to Shiro's Journey, a podcast for Shiro's and the people who love them. Episode 4, Meeting the Mentor. I'm Pamela Prather, and for over 20 years, I've been empowering actors, executives, and curious humans with tools to unlock their voices and tell their stories. Along the way, I found that for me, voice is about more than just how I speak. It's a spiritual journey. It's about connecting my inner voice to the outer world. It's about breath, resonance, and deep listening. It's how I show up every day as a coach, a mom, a friend, a sister, a poetic soul, and a passionate human. The structure of Shiro's Journey podcast is loosely based on the path outlined by Joseph Campbell in his book, The Hero's Journey but it's from a woman's perspective. And in each episode, I talk with awesome Shiro's as they answer the call to adventure, battle the dragons, and ultimately win. Plus, there is a segment called Me and the Kid, a chat with my 11-year-old son that allows us to experience the world through the open eyes and candid voice of my kiddo. I hope you'll find inspiration fuel, and even a little laughter as you imagine how you can amplify your own journey in the world. Hello, friends. It truly warms my heart that you are joining the Shiro's Journey Adventure with me. Today's episode focuses on stage four of the Shiro's Journey, meeting the mentor. Now, one of the things about the Shiro's Journey podcast is that we are exploring the journey of the hero from a woman's perspective. So for this episode, I decided to do a little bit of research around where the term mentor comes from. It's a word I've heard, I'm sure you've heard it, and and I never knew the origin of it. So I found out that it comes from the Greeks, but there is a bit more to it. I'm going to really oversimplify it, but the gist of the origin of the term mentor is that it had to do with Odysseus, a really important king, who had to leave his wife Penelope and his son Telemachus so that he could lead his army to battle the Trojan War, you know, the one with the big horse, right? So King Odysseus knew he would be away at battle for a really long time, and he was concerned about his young son Telemachus, and that's where this guy mentor comes in. So Mentor was entrusted to protect and guide the young prince Telemachus while his dad, the king, Odysseus, was away. Following? <laughs> so long story short, ends up that Mentor kind of wimped out on his job and luckily, okay women, <laughs> the goddess of wisdom Athena comes along and Athena did what I think Shiro's are really good at doing. That is shape-shifting. How many of us play a million roles, right? So she shapeshifted into a wise version of a guy named Mentor. And while in disguise, it was actually Athena who helped provide young Prince Telemachus with the guidance he needed in order to keep things together before his dad came back. Digging deeper into the Mentor story reveals that the root of mentoring includes both male and female components, hidden elements, and perhaps even the guide within ourselves. In this episode, I chat with the wonderfully talented vocologist, author, speaker, podcast host, and performer, Nancy Boss. Nancy's co-authored many books, but her 2020 book, Singing Through Change, Women's Voices in Midlife, Menopause, and Beyond, is really inspiring women to sing their own beautiful truth. 
And it's Nancy's belief that the world would be a better place if more people sang more often. It's her mission to inspire the world to find what connects us at the deepest level. Obviously, I could spend a long time singing Nancy's praises. So I really encourage you to head to Nancy B-O-S, that's nancyboss.me, and learn about her many amazing offerings. And of course, you can find the links, as always, in the show notes. But for now, take us on your walk, your run, in your car, or just find a quiet place to chill and enjoy my conversation with Nancy Boss as she shares with us her experience of meeting the mentor, along with her journey as both a mentor and a mentee. I am so, so happy to be in the room with you, in the Zoom room or whatever we are. (laughs) Very cool to be here with you. I love this. So where are you? Where are you talking to all of the Shiro's in the world from? (laughs) I, I am in my little cottage in the woods outside of Seattle, Washington, U.S., Amazing, amazing. And we're here talking about meeting the mentor. And it was so fun to have a little mini conversation with you about this. But uh, as I sort of shared with our listeners at the beginning, there's this idea of mentoring that is kind of been put upon us that makes us feel like there's this uber mentor human that is, you know, somehow going to guide us to something. And in reality, when you kind of go back and look at the myth, it's a little bit different, you know, that there is actually a kind of combination of mentor and Athena. So there's a male-female relationship to mentoring energetically. You know, we could look at it archetypally. And uh, I'm really curious, as we started chatting before our listeners got to hear us, but I'm really curious about your thoughts on mentoring and um, expanding our vision of mentoring to be maybe more about, I don't know, collaboration or can you talk to me yeah. a little bit more about those, those ideas in your mind? When you mentioned just now that traditional view of mentorship, I'm picturing um, the interpretation by Star Wars and the Lion King of the dead men, animals, masculine figures up in the cloud advising, you know, the, 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 hero of the story <laughs> or the shiro right and a lot of times it's a male figure though isn't it yeah n- not in star wars and not in lion king and that's a problem mm. and frankly um my my chief mentor through my teaching career is a a, a fellow named robert edwin and there is in no way that i see robert edwin as being the man that i follow Robert Edwin is the person who has my best interests in mind. Um, a mentor has to see you, right? He, ha- he or she has to respect you and have your best interests at heart. In many cases, that is a female or a non-binary individual. But the traditional mentor is this white male who's going to Tell us how it works, how the ropes work. You know, maybe it started with our own fathers, which it did for me, because I went into college as a music major in the singing field, and I developed severe performance anxiety in college. 
I didn't have a mentor in college. I didn't have anybody who was saying, this is how this is done. In fact, all I had was people saying, no, that's not how it's done. Um, my, my, the person who should have been my mentor was more interested in wrapping up her career in the most successful way with successful students that she could. Um, other people in the department who should have been mentors perhaps were busy mentoring the whole department, not just one student, right? And when I did go to a person that I trusted, like how can I make this vision possible that I can be a voice teacher, singing voice teacher, the answer was, you have to jump through this hoop, this hoop, this hoop, and this hoop. And once you've jumped all those, then maybe it'll be possible. And those hoops were, you have to go be a professional performer in Europe. And then after 10 years or so of that, then you can come back and maybe get a job as a voice singing teacher. And I didn't have a mentor who could show me how it could be done. And so I got more and more nervous about my journey and finally quit my music major, became a business major, which made meant that I could go back to my father, who was an entrepreneurial businessman as my mentor. And that I never thought about it until we started having this conversation that seeking out a mentor, that that safety net, that person can help guide you so that you don't feel like you're all alone can actually be a motivator for a direction that a career goes, right? Such a powerful thought. And so interesting to think about mentoring from different perspectives, even the idea that sometimes maybe we mentor ourselves, like a part of ourselves could mentor ourselves, right? Yeah, I'm learning more and more about that because I'm learning finally how to listen to my heart, my instincts, my mind, my spirit, all of those together. I have a mentor right now. This is this has been a shift of, I'll, I'll say it straight up, I'm a middle-aged woman and being a shift of being a middle-aged woman and having mentors that are younger than me yeah, that's a, that's a moment when you'd be like, is this? Yeah, I guess. Okay, sure. You know, and, and my mentor right now, her name is Anna Sunchoy and I am in her group called the yin within where she is helping us look within ourselves for the answers. And I realize that my spirit or my guardian angel or my own greatness does have the ability to mentor me. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, it, it struck me because when I look at you, you're such an accomplished human having done so many different things. And so, you know, it's not like I would imagine you'd had one guide. It's, it's like, I imagine different, different teachers, different, whether it's your inner teacher or others who've helped you uh, find your path maybe. Yeah. I love it. I, I have sought out mentors on, in every portion of my path. Um, and I would have rarely called them, formally mentors, right? Because what we were talking about earlier with this formal definition of what a mentor is and will you please be my mentor? Yes, I'll be your mentor. I'll mentor you for five hours a week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and instead it's, it's um, looking for someone who knows how to help you along the next path of your journey and is willing, willing to give of themselves for you to take those steps. It's a very generous act, isn't it? It is. Being a mentor is very generous. Um, the uh, the other thing is being a mentor, which I've I've been, always comes from my heart. When somebody reaches out and says, "Will you? Can you? What do you think? What do you know?" If I'm excited and happy to answer that person, I take that person into my flock, into my world, into my team. Probably not 
again, formally, like, yes, I will mentor you on this route, but here's what I think, and please feel free to come back for more. I'll be glad to help you out, is how I feel when I'm mentoring well. Now, occasionally somebody asks me to mentor them in a direction that I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't really care about that direction. <laughs> and then I think <laughs> that doesn't work for me. And so then I think it's important to be honest with them and say, this may be your path, but I'm not the right mentor for you. I love what you said about listening to your heart. And it made me think that perhaps our own hearts are our biggest mentors. I'm starting to realize that now too, the more that we talk, that the message is within us, the passion that we get to follow. Sometimes I I do think that that you and I and many of the listeners might be um, privileged and that we're in a place in our life where we can trust our hearts to lead us, where in maybe our 20s, we can trust that the collection agency is going to knock on the door next week if I don't take that job delivering pizzas. and that, that to me is a tricky balance. Uh, we, we love to say that you just need to follow your heart and trust that it will all work out. Whew, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that with mentorship. Well, you know, I love, I love that you're turning the interview back on me, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the other thought that came to mind is, you know, we ha- everyone has to pay rent, right? I'm a single mom, yeah. you know that, uh, mm-hmm. and we all, so we have to make choices like, you know, grown up choices, but I don't think whether you're in your twenties or your forties or your sixties, that that needs to limit the listening to your heart, yes. right? Yes, that's it. The role of the mentor is to show you what's possible, what you didn't realize before. Right. And so when I was, um, when my husband and I moved from our college town, uh, where I was working in business, not in music, we moved to Los Alamos, New Mexico. We the place we have that. in common yeah. is New Mexico. My soul's yeah. home, I always say. <laughs> I understand. My soul's home is the Black Hills in South Dakota. So I totally get what you're saying. And uh, when we moved there, uh, I knew that, well, first I took a job managing the Arts Council. And I took a job as a barista. And I thought, no, nah, this isn't fulfilling. This isn't right. I did start taking singing lessons. In Los Alamos? And mm-hmm. in Los Alamos, Dr. Candace Magner. And I said to Candace, I need to be with singing. I need to do singing and teach singing. And can you help me become a teacher? And she said, absolutely. We'll get you going. And that was an amazing process where teaching singing helped pay the bills and it fed my heart at the same time. Whereas being a barista was a lot of fun, but it didn't really, you know, didn't get me excited to get up in the morning. I loved what you said, you know, thinking about what are the key qualities that really make up a good mentor. And you were touching on this idea of someone who sees something in you, whether that's your inner Mm -hmm. voice, your inner self, your higher self, or someone outside of you. But that was one thing that I heard you say, but what else do you think is really important in mentoring and or being mentored, you know, whether, where you are, wherever you are in that? Right. I think that um, something to avoid would be the idea of a rigid structure. If this is my six step, step plan toward you achieving your dreams is required um, of being a mentee, is that a word? Um, Then uh, I, I think that doesn't allow room for the individual's situation and process. There has to be room for time and flexibility 
the mentor has to see the realities of that person. You know, it's very tempting as a mentor to live vicariously through the people you are mentoring. Oh, if I'd done this all over, I would have done that. So that's what you should do. We have to be open to the individual's heart as a mentor. How do you guide someone's Yikes. <laughs> well, and parenting is a lot like that too, isn't it? Right. Oh. I mean, both of us are mothers. Yes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in fact, I can reflect that back on my parents. Um, my mother loved classical music and the high church. And so her idea of me going into a classical singing program in the 1980s um, made total sense to her because that's what she thought was correct. And an offhand statement, my father, who didn't care for classical music, said, I think you'd be like happier with jazz or, or folk or something, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I'm sure that my mom shot him down in that moment. And what my dad said there is key. He said, I think you'd be happier with, he knew me really well. Um, instead of following the prescribed right path, which I ended up doing, if I'd followed the happier path, boy, my journey would have perhaps been a lot more emotionally fulfilling, mm. less bumpy. Yeah, it's really interesting to think about that, holding that concept, not what would you do, what, what can you do to make me happy, but how can mm -hmm. I help you find your happy? <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. And so then wouldn't a person be able to mentor just about anyone. I, I guess there is there is hope that the that the mentor, like we said earlier, has um, knowledge that they can open doors for you that you didn't see before. Whether that's a network, or um, ways of doing things, or clarity that we don't personally have. Uh, my 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 mentor um, Anna, she does offer tremendous clarity. When I come at her with a whole scatter shot. Of, I could do this and this and this and this and this. Oh, I should do that and that and that and that. She's like, yeah, but which one is really going to get you towards your goal? So she brings it all in for me and and helps me see a clear path. That's a gift of a mentor who can work across any industry. Her passion is to help people find clarity. And I think that that is a, something to look for in a mentor. In part two of our interview, Nancy talks about listening to yourself for guidance and mentoring and how that is now fueling her life and opening her to the flow of the Shiro's journey. I'd love to go back um, to what you were talking about with, with your own heart being your mentor, because um, I, I tend to personally call it a guardian angel because I like to think of it as something outside of me, some some being who's walking with me. And this guardian angel has a wicked sense of humor. And uh, I feel like this spirit that's been walking with me has pushed me invisibly in the right direction over and over through life. And I made the joke between the ages of 25 and 45, I made the joke over and over that I'm climbing some invisible ladder. I don't know where this ladder is going. I can't see the top. I can't even see the freaking ladder. But I am I am focused on climbing this ladder. <laughs> and now I've been shown that ladder and I've been shown where it's headed. My own personal vision for bringing more singing into the world, every little bit of everything that I've done and my devotion to that concept throughout everything has been part of that journey. So whether it's from outside of me or inside of me, knowing where you're headed can bring that clarity. 
I love what you're saying about the latter. And it makes me think about the book by Sonia Renee Taylor, The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. And she talks about this ladder that we have been fed, that we need to feel like we've got to climb to be, to look this way, to be this, whatever, you know, this skinny, this, this, that, whatever it is. And that, uh, in fact, you know, just decide there is no ladder. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You know, know, we, we don't. And so, you know, in this, this way of like listening, listening to your heart, more pausing of, of deciding you're not climbing anything, but perhaps you're just on this uh, more feminine journey, you know, in a way that has waves and circles and flow. It's a, it, it does something, it feels different in some way. It does. It feels a lot different. I love that concept. And I want to spend a little bit of time with that concept myself. I know that when it comes to dealing with fear, with our own personal fear for reaching our dreams, that allowing for that, that flow and that constant forward momentum uh, is an essential part of working through the processes. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you, as you mentioned earlier, you've had many different mentors in your life mm-hmm. and uh, you currently have a Shiro mentor in your life. I do. But I'm wondering if um, there's any through line in the messages you've received from your mentors that come to mind at the moment. I would say that my um, biggest question that's always in my mind is, can I do it? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? And every mentor that I've taken on, the answer has been not just yes, but hell yes, just get going. Um, I need that little bit of a cheerleader from my mentors that this is fine. This is good. In fact, this is awesome. That would be the through line. Somebody who, like I say, is, they see me, they respect me and truly believe that what I'm doing is the right thing for the world, for the universe and for me. What do you think is next for you? What are you envisioning? Well, here's the, here's the danger is that I am envisioning. Now, does that mean if if I'm truly with the flow, I should be flexible at my target. So let me say that my big target is that at the, at the end of the river, um, is that the world is singing more like it used to, uh, decades ago singing and for all of time until decades ago, singing was a normal part of people's lives. Uh, books like the singing Neanderthal point out that singing is predates speech and articulation. Singing is the way that we emotionally convey and receive through sound. And yet in the last 70 or so years, singing has been taken away from us as individuals. We listen to music. Maybe we sing along, but it's not with a person that's there with us. It's not like sitting around the campfire or grandma's piano or anything else where we just sang. Uh, Because of that, we are missing out on health benefits of singing, 
the deep breathing, the release of stress hormones, the um, calming of the heart, the connection of the parasympathetic nervous system. Those are all technical health benefits that we're missing out by not singing more, but we're missing out on community building opportunities. We're missing out on emotional release and emotional expression, um, creativity and tribes coming together, the community feeling. If we can have more of that in the world, then I will check mark job complete. Um, however it is that I get there. So far, it's been through writing books. And now I'm turning that toward public speaking so that I can get the message out, not one to one, like I was in voice lessons, but one to many. Do you believe that every person has his or her or their song? I have never thought about that, Pamela. Like a unique song that's that's just for that person. Oh, I love that idea. I can't wait to percolate on that one a little bit more. I don't know if I have a unique song. Do you? I don't know. I just wonder. I've heard that in certain cultures, there is an idea that each per that we all have a song that we have to find within ourselves. And I can't remember where I read this, but it made me think of that when you were talking about wishing others to sing. And that's part of our nature. Yeah. And so somehow we are sung into the world, huh. you know, metaphorically, and that perhaps <laughs> we each have a song, you know? My children were both literally sung into the world with by Simon and Garfunkel, but the, you know, <laughs> music playing in the in the suite. But um, as for me, if I have a song within me, when I break freely into creative song with no structure and no intense intentions, it's always the blues. Oh, 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 oh. that just comes out of me. It just something, yeah, it flows. Yeah, it just flows, and it's something I was definitely never taught. It's interesting what we're not taught and what we know. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if the mentor helps us to unearth what we know. Yes. That's often the case, isn't it? If you're talking to either a literal person or your own spirit, it's always a, a moment of, well, I knew that. And of course, and oh, now that you say it, it's obvious. That kind of stuff comes at us from mentors all the time. Uh, it's it's as if they're they're opening our eyes to something that was there all along. And isn't it funny that it's become a cultural norm to say, that resonates with me. Yeah. Ah, yes, the vibrations in the whole body. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> because as as voice teachers, you know, voice instructors, coaches, among other things, among other hats that we wear, that idea that, you know, perhaps a mentor also helps us find where we resonate, almost like a piano tuner or something. Yeah. We're in vibration with our purpose. I have a, a bit of a background in acoustics, and every solid substance has a sympathetic vibration. Just like blowing into a soda bottle and getting a pitch out of it, or a flute, um, the box on a guitar, the, the guitar box vibrates at the same frequency as the string. So that is called resonance. And if we are being resonant, then our instrument is vibrating the way that is most optimal for more sound production. So if we take that into this metaphorical 
concept of resonance, which you're right, we use that all the time without deliberately understanding what we're saying. If we as spirits and hearts and souls and bodies are resonating with an idea, it means that somehow that is setting off some kind of vibration that is in alignment with how we already are. And finding that that resonance for each individual, not everybody's going to be a good mentor for everybody, right? It has to be somebody that you... <laughs> resonate with. I love that we're picking this word apart. Sound and meaning coming together. It's, uh, I'm a big fan of Mark Nepo. Uh, he's a poet and uh, uh, has wrote a book called The Book of Awakening, which I love. But uh, a recent book of his called More Together Than Alone, Discovering the Power and Spirit of Community in Our Lives and in the World. I was recently reading something that just had to have to share with you about uh, a conference held in 2004 in Barcelona, the Parliament of the World's Religions. Wow. And there was a crowd listening to Dr. Irvin Laszlo, a scientist and philosopher. He was speaking uh, around, about the Akasha field. And he described experiments that uh, showed how different atoms when they're placed in close proximity, like atom A and B vibrate in harmony, uh, and then A would be placed near a third atom, P. And amazingly, the vibration of A and B was imparted to atom P. And the reverse appeared to be true as well. Atom A was left with atom P until they vibrated in harmony, and then atom A was once again placed near atom B, and the vibration and harmony of the atoms a and P were imparted to B, meaning, you know, that scientifically, this idea of harmonizing, of, of connecting uh, is absolutely possible. And especially oh. in these times of, of challenge, of many challenges in the world and where people tend to go to the negative, I think a little bit and uh, uh, understandably so, we're in a pandemic among other things. But to look for that catalyst of, you know, vibration of unifying, whether it's through thought, through uh, shared values, uh, and through shared vision. Sure. And yeah. it seems mm, interesting, you know, as we're talking about mentoring and finding people to help you find your purpose or live or unfold to your purpose, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Someone who comes in and, and harmonizes or strengthens your melody, the, the path that you're on. Uh, and then when it's time for a new melody or a new harmony, it, that, that mentor can move away. Yeah, you can flow. Love it. What is your advice to someone who really knows they need some guidance mm -hmm. and they're feeling really stuck and they're maybe having a tough time a, reaching out, or B, finding a mentor? What you're describing um, historically might have been limiting in that uh, the person only had, prior to the internet, the people directly around them available as mentors. Thank everything that that is no longer the case, that anyone in the world can be your mentor. And mentors can come through books, like the two that you've shared right? Mentors can come through people, mentors can come through yourselves. But the, the thing that you're describing, the person you're describing is in a place of fear. 
they are afraid of who might mentor them, or they are afraid of what that mentoring might mean for change in their life. And so I think that that person who's stuck, not finding the right mentor, needs to face their own fear. Now, going back to my story in college, what was I afraid of? I was afraid that the person that I chose to mentor me would tell me that this is the right way to do it and this is what you need to do. Uh, what I really wanted was a mentor who would say, oh, that's what you want to do? Sure, I can help you along that path. And that my fear stopped me from seeking out a mentor. I should have kept at it. If I had kept at it, I probably wouldn't have ended up selling Amway Avon and working at a lady footlocker store. <laughs> <laughs> but those are good stories. Right? Those are All great. So they made me who I am. I can read a spreadsheet because of lady footlocker. <laughs> That's fabulous. And you got some good shoes out of it. I'm oh, sure. yeah, I've got high standards for tennis shoes. Yes. <laughs> fear, you know, you brought up fear. And it's interesting to think about fear in relation to one's own possible success too, right? Yeah. I mean, getting yeah. a mentor might mean you actually get that that, yes. that dream could happen. Yes. Right? What are you afraid of? I'm afraid this will work. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid how great it could be, how amazing my life could be. Do I deserve that, right? And, Back to the worthiness again. And so many unknowns. Um, if you become what you could, holy cow, what is your life going to be like? I don't know. I'm scared of that. I know what my life is now. So if you're seeking a mentor, be ready to go there. Be ready to take the next step toward what you vision, toward what your heart tells you that you should be doing. How do you dare yourself hmm. to step into the unknown? I was, um, as, as, I'm, as I'm pointing out through my 20s and 30s, was headstrong about doing what I thought was the right thing to do and following the path that had been laid out by um, people that I respected. Uh, what I finally had to do to, to face my dissatisfaction with life, my frustration that really is this all there is, was I had to put this huge, huge vision in front of me that you got one life. Yep. You've only got one shot. Don't die with massive regrets about what you should have, could have done. So that's not at all subtle. That is the end all motivator. Face those fears, you know, get out of your own way and make sure that when you leave this world, you've left it a better place in the way that you were meant to leave it. I hope you had as much fun spending time with Nancy Boss as I did. You can learn more about the benefits of singing and how it can enhance your journey by checking out Nancy's podcast, Every Sing, or her publications on Nancy Boss, that's B-O-S dot me. And believe me, you don't have to be a singer to find that beautiful inner singing voice. She'll help you with that. I also mentioned a couple of books in the interview. Mark Nepo's 2018 book, More Together Than Alone. That book is at my bedside table right now, and I love it. Little bite-sized chunks of inspiration. And Sonia Renee Taylor's 2020 book, The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. Links to all these sources and more can be found in the show notes. Now, 
Coming up, me and the kid, where you get my 11-year-old son's perspective on meeting the mentor. Shiro's Journey. Shiro's Journey. Me and the kid. The kid. Me and the kid. Yeah. Hi, Harrison. Good Hello. to see you again. Hi, Mom. <laughs> so we are in episode four of the Shiro's Journey, and this one is about mentoring. Cool. Yeah. And we were chatting a little bit about mentoring, but it's... what does mentoring mean to you? Um. Well, it's not exactly teaching to me, but I feel mm. like it's... It's more of um, it's more of like uh, someone who helps you overcome something or teaches you something. Not like a teacher, but like maybe your dad. You're afraid to hit the baseball because you think, I don't know, you think that your hands will break or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's kind of what happened to me when I was younger. I thought that my hands would break when I saw my dad hit a baseball. It really jiggled his hands around because of how hard the baseball comes off the bat so it's funny when I, I was really afraid that my hands would break but my <laughs> really? dad I didn't yeah know that. really my uh but my dad helped me kind of overcome that it's like it might feel a little interesting but um y'all be fine and you'll have a fun time doing it you know I like what you said it might feel different because sometimes mentors help you when stuff feels a little different or it's like not in your comfort zone right yep so do you ever feel like you mentor yourself? I was talking to my friend Nancy about that, about like sometimes you can like your heart can be your mentor. You check in for guidance. Do you ever do that? Um, yeah, sometimes. I feel like uh, it's important that um, I sometimes like feel myself, I mentor myself. I feel like, hey, don't be afraid of this. Or hey, I mean, it's really... It, it might seem scary or it might seem that you can't do that. Like, I remember when I was young, I didn't think I could do a cello piece. I just, I was like, this really hard cello piece that I thought back then. But Which now one was I can, it? Which one was it? I think it was the final song in book two, Minuet, number three, but the first section, because now I know the second section that's advanced. But I think it was that one, and it was like, oh my goodness, all these fingerings. I never can do that. And now... um. I'm beginning book four almost. That's and, exciting. Um, that's like, that's pretty crazy. And I never dreamed that I could play some of the songs now. Like one of my uh, songs that I really wanted to learn when I was young, a piece by um, uh, a piece by um, C. Webster. Uh, it was called Scherzo, which in Italian means like upbeat and happy. Um, and also it has some fast, and it's a fast, fun song. And um, I never thought that I could play that, but now I can play it very well, and it's really nice. And I'm I'm really happy that I can do those things um, because I believed in myself, and I had my mentor, Heather, and my other mentor, Dr. Nick, um, help me kind of overcome those fears and, and achieve those goals, and I'm really happy about that. So, yeah. What do you think are the skills of a mentor like Dr. Nick or Heather? Like, what are the things that they do that make it like helpful, as opposed to like, oh, bad you, bad you, right? Oh, you, you know, like that. Because I don't think they're mean, like, right? But they're they can be how they inspire you, I guess. I mean, something that's special that stands out to me by my current teacher, Dr. Nick, mm. is how he he doesn't he doesn't. Even if I do something wrong or I get a little off track, 
he's not like, oh, don't do that again. He kind of just waits, let me figure out, and then he lets me by myself figure out, okay, I need to take a second, I need to calm down, mm-hmm. and I need to stop, and now I'm going to play this properly without joking around and and be like, do it properly. And that's that's a very important thing because I feel like if you want to do something, you need to figure it out yourself and you can't just get all the answers from like the internet. People cheat on tests. I've seen some people who just look up stuff and yet it's pretty easy to tell they didn't work on this. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it effort. Mm. They didn't, they they went on their England essay and they just looked up like what's the resource of England copied it word for word now that's plagiarism that's something that's something we're not going to talk about here today that's like they're not putting in their own effort they're because Mm -hmm. they didn't have someone um and they didn't have themselves to believe in Mm. and to do it and to get them through you know yeah so it sounds like what you're saying is a mentor is someone who sort of encourages you to find those answers that you sort of know are on the inside definitely but sometimes you're just like ah i don't know if i could do it i don't know if i can do it so they encourage you and they help guide you to what you kind of know inside yes definitely awesome i sure love you harrison i love you mom (laughs) you're awesome thanks so much for helping me on the shiro's journey (laughs) and i just wanted to say thank you all for watching my mom's show because (laughs) It makes me happy, and I know it makes my mom happy, and this is like one of her projects she's been working on for a long time, and mm-hmm. she talked to me about even when I was like seven or eight years old, or like three years ago, so I was, um, it's just really nice, and I thank you guys so much, and I love my mom so much, and I'm really happy when she's happy, so thank I you. I love you too, babe. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next time. That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us on Shiro's Journey Podcast. You'll find extra info and links in the show notes. Also, please make sure to visit us on Shiro'sJourney.com, where you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. While you're at it, if you liked our show, we'd really appreciate a positive review on iTunes. And it would be great if you told a friend about us too. Thanks, Harrison. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. Just hashtag Shiro's Journey Podcast on social media. And please take a minute to subscribe on our website, shirosjourney.com. Okay, I'm waiting. Take a minute. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Bad joke. My own special Shiro shout outs go to Nancy Boss, a new Shiro sister I am really privileged to know. To my fearless production assistant and always superstar Shira, I really mean this, the one and only Emma Bird, for her awesome designs and endless positivity. My administrative assistant and scheduling goddess, Michelle Levine, podcast producer extraordinaire, Mike Toda, and the fantastic Tord Funk, who composed the music for my show. Randy Savage for the Zippy Show Sweepers and big love to the awesome Shiros and supporters in my life. You know who you are. And of course, a humongous shout out to all the Shiro's in the world and the people who love them. Dig down, access those inner mentors. You've got this. Keep climbing those mountains and slaying those dragons. See you next time.